It is a mistake to fancy that horror is associated inextricably with darkness, silence, and solitude. You are listening to Cthulhu and Friends, starring Fred. Where we are, and quite possibly when we are, I think that is important. Steph? just an exorcist because that's kind of really like my only specialty and it's like my calling in life you know mike have you ever marched to a bridge to line up for a job from the mother tree in a dream i'm just saying we're dead it's the only thing that makes sense susie uh, before you weren't here when i was talking with them but i don't i only take drugs from my friends and people that i know through my friends I don't want to put that in my mouth. But thank you for the offer. I appreciate it. And your game master, Veronica. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu and Friends. I am your game master, Veronica, and my pronouns are she, they. Hey, all. This is Fred, and I play Thurston the Magnificent, and our pronouns are he, him. Hey everyone, Mike Lane here. I am playing Jimmy Redfield, and our pronouns are he, him. Hi everyone, I'm Susie, and I play Regina Bergstrom. Our pronouns are she, her. Oh man, that was so great. Uh, This is an even episode, so that means we are not. I think we do. I mean, we could just do it anyways. Yeah. And then if we don't need the luck, we could just say, nah. I mean, it would encourage us to use luck more What's often. Luck got to do? Yeah. Oh, that is so true. No, wait. Remember the <laughs> last time Susie used a bunch of luck because I was like, it's a use it or lose it or whatever. I, I was, <laughs> I, I did the same rant. Wait. And I listened. If you don't use it, you lose it? Yeah, that's how luck yeah, works. Yeah, when you lose your life. I was just but, doing um, the 40 year old virgin quote, but. You know, the. Uh, oh, can't this make isn't movie meta. Quotes. But I just want to say, like, it's 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 like a gamer thing, right? Where it's like the 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 game wants you to go in one direction. So you just can't fucking go in that. You can't do the main quest. you got to do all the other, the other quests first. first. Yeah. So we're all like we've all been yeah. doing this for so long that you say something like that. And we're like, yeah, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> and Susie's new. And she's like, yeah, I'll listen. And we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> You fool! It's, how, it's like when you, yeah, it's like her. when you play Final Fantasy and you have like a thousand cure potions, but you don't want to use them, so you have it available to use. That's I've never like played use consumables. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah, it's like luck points. You don't that use your luck points. Consumables yeah, are meant to be hoarded. Yes. No, they're meant to be consumed. <sighs> yeah, do you know how you many Phoenix sounds I have? I don't know what that means. I've never played Final <laughs> Fantasy, so what? What do you do? I could sit in the dark a lot. <laughs> Just play little games of sorry, like on a little sorry yeah. board. <laughs> yeah. I also play miniature Bop It and miniature sorry. Okay. I look, what I do in my free time. I'm going to get sometimes you. Sometimes when I get angry, I miniature box. I'm going to fucking get you need- a miniature PlayStation with a miniature Shut Final Fantasy VI, and you're going to play. And you're going to hoard those no. consumables. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they're tiny. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, God. Speaking of hoarding consumables, I'm going to hoard all of these patrons and their beautiful, beautiful kisses just for me. Uh, Anthony, Robin, Stanley, thank you so much. Kelly and Casey, Andrew Adaman, Rick McRick, Tobias Goltz, Not the Brain, Jenna Floyd, Turkadur, Julian Sepek, Angela Tracy, Campbell Richmond, TJ Ashley, Jonah Eisenstock, Emil Lubus, Daniel Martin Garcia, and Lillian. Thank you all so much. Um, if you do not want a smooch, that's fine. You don't have to have one. Consensual smooches only. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Sam and I got really duped by a TikTok of this person. You know what? I'm going to put the, this particular TikTok on the, uh, what is a show called? Cthulhu and Friends Twitter. I'm going to, I'm going to download it and then I'm going to upload it so that it doesn't get throttled by, you know, hoopsed and, um, you'll see it. But I fully believed that this was a real product because it was so good, but it was like a little, like a little thing that you put in your mouth and it had like a spring on it with a tiny little pair of lips on it. And so you could put it in your mouth and go up and like kiss a bug. Uh, and then, oh, hello, little grasshopper, uh, kiss you. Why is it? Maybe just that kiss bugs. Maybe just do it. Yeah. Maybe just don't be weak and use your real mouth. Because it was really cute, Susie. It was very cute. I don't know, man. And I saw a uh, uh, praying mantis capture a hummingbird and start oh, eating it. So I'm, I'm not going to kiss that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? Just uh, like a little finger bop. Like, bop. There you go. It's cool. A praying mantis. Caught a hummingbird. It grabbed its Did little Did you beak. see this in No, on, real on, life? on YouTube. Not in real life. The internet. I don't see anything in real life. Everything's real. Can you see anything in real life in this room? The answer is no. <laughs> it's true. Everything currently in this room is on the internet. Wait, that's why I know a right lot now. about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's going to pull out her small one. Fucker. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Stanley Yelnats. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so the last time that we left off, you guys, uh, the doctor came in, grew oh, all fuck, crazy right. and grotesque, mm. and oh, you all were gut. standing in the hallway, standing off against the doctor, and Praxis gets in between everyone, uh, pulls out his a tiny little sword, and uh, I, I think this is where we're going to pick back up. Does that sound good to everyone else? That sounds about right. Because it is Jimmy, Thurston, and Regina, right? Or did Regina, did you take off? I think I had started to. I don't know if I got where I needed to go. Yeah, she started heading that yeah. way. Yeah. I was the one dilly dallying. Okay. <laughs> dilly dilly. Okay. Um, great. Uh, so you guys are standing just maybe 10 feet away from this grotesque doctor as he's coming toward you. And um, let me know what you do next. The doctor advances toward we're, you. We're So Praxis got in I'm front in of hallway. us, right? And told us to go to like this hole that like is mm-hmm. – I, I say I will start moving that way cautiously because I don't want to leave – any of my friends behind, but I'm like, 
I, I think this would be a good idea if we all start heading the way this cat is telling us to. Mm-hmm. I will also start heading out towards the, uh, this hole. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of those weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so you do that and get in the cat's hole, uh, everyone. Let me... Frederick. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you saying we all need to go into the pussy hole? All of us? Hey. Uh, no, no, you misunderstand. No. I, I apologize. Being British sometimes uh, makes me a little direct. There is a hole in the wall mm-hmm. that the cat is pointing yep. at. I know. I'm. I'm way ahead of you. I'm. I'm getting out of here. This place sucks. Um, this place sucks. In the background, you hear um some kind of swinging of like some, and um you also hear this like banging, and it sounds like there's like this squashing, like a kind of mucusy sort of sound behind you, um, and you hear this gung gung. And then you notice that this like kind of stops and there's this really big crash to the floor uh, as Praxis comes bounding on all fours in their armor toward you. Well, I've bought us a bit of time, so maybe we should hurry. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if that's the voice I used. So is the hole like incredibly small or is it like like we could crawl through it? Well, you just you described it last time that we could crawl through it, but then the entrance to the dreaming area is that is that better? Yeah, Steph shrunk herself, but she didn't need to. Yeah, she didn't need to, but she could have. Uh, anyways, Praxis uh, jumps through the hole, and you do see that the hole is actually really only large enough for a Praxis. Um, and then Praxis turns around up there, and you see a table. On the table? What's on the table? Oh, so glad you guys asked. There is uh, a little four pack of like growlers that are there. Is that pineapple juice? I take one and hand it to him. Uh, The the growler is as big as Praxis. And so he's like, you fool, this is for you. Oh, are we supposed to drink this? Is this to make us smaller? I drink it. Okay, so Regina drinks it, just chugs it down, and you hear this, like, grumbling from her stomach, and then she becomes more of a praxis-sized Regina. Does it... As do all of her belongings. Does it smell like alcohol? Smells like pineapple juice. Bottoms up, mate. Glad you said all of my belongings, because now my, my creeper can fit with me. I was worried I'd have to leave that behind, so thank you. After cheersing with Thurston, I will down the growler as well. I don't know why we're cheersing while there's a mad scientist <laughs> behind us, and I will go through the hole. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, way ahead I, of you guys. You took way too long. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you see that Praxis then just rolls the other growler down the uh, down the tunnel, and then the door behind you completely disappears. All right. Um, well, your friend, she she should be somewhere close, but I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I've lost his sink completely. 
I don't understand where we are. Are we in the wall? Yes. How could you lose your scent? This is, it's like one hallway, right? It's just, it's just this hallway. It's just. Um, And as you say this, you get to this, uh, to this labyrinth that opens up. So you get to the end of this one long hallway and it just sort of spiders out. So your friend could have gone any of maybe 20 or 22 directions, but not 21. Ah, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Never mind. I understand now how she maybe got lost. Huh. Uh, well, it looks like we might be out of immediate danger. Uh, Ali Chap, what's, what's the next step? Well, that all depends on where you want to go. Well, that's a great question. Well, we don't know where we want to go. That's the problem. Right? You're in the dream world, so what, what's, your, what's your greatest dream? Uh. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, I, I do like to gamble, so hey, let's do that. To a gambling hall? Right. I mean, it sounds kind of boring to me, but we can start with that, I guess. I mean, I'm more of like a spend your money on important stuff and not not gamble it away. Like, you can just lose it. Truck parts are really expensive. Like, I don't I don't have money to gamble. But I guess, could we just make money? Because this is a dream world. We can just think it. And then it's... That seems What's like money? low risk. I don't... I, what? You know what gambling is, but you don't know what money is? <laughs> What's the point of gambling in this world if you're not gambling for money? What do you gamble for? You I've know? never been. Oh, okay. They typically don't allow cats in there. Well, then that sounds like a bad place. Well, I can stay out here and wait for you to go gamble, and then you come back in. With money, I suppose. Well, practice, huh. praxis, uh, before we go to this gambling hall, I have concerns that we've lost one of our mates, and, well, I, I think what is best is for us to figure out how we may be able to get back home. I think that is the end goal, correct? You had mentioned that you're from a another plane of existence or some other, and you've been here for a while, and what is the game plan here? Well, I'm glad that you've asked. Now, of course, uh, I, I could tell you all about the place that I'm from and, you know, the, the dreams that I've had, but I think that you're right. I should go and find your friend, and, I mean, I've, I'm the one with the nose to do it, so why don't we split here for now and um you lot find your way uh, around a gamble or money what is it a money or a gamble but uh well you gambled for money so that's the two were connected jimmy uh Indeed. let's let's not worry about the gambling sir yeah, i let's yeah. let's where are we praxis are we in yep. your dream world or are we in a dream world? Are are we in an interdimensional space? Where? Oh, what? No. Prior to leaving us, I I worry we might get lost here. Well, can we just follow you? You could. We're under the mother tree, by the way. Oh, 
and he points up and you see that there are twisting roots and uh, there's a lot of like tunneling worms above you that seem to be rather large uh, compared to what you normally have seen in, in, in your lives. Like dangerously large or just big? Just big. Okay. Like the the size of your hand, maybe. So, so that I have an understanding, we're like in a physical place. It's not like we're in a shadowy dream world. We are just underground. It, it, is it like subterranean, our surroundings? Is it like mud and walls? Is it like stone and floors? Like what are we currently observing? Yeah, so it smells like... Uh like you're in a kind of dirty place. So the walls are certainly tunneled out and it's all kind of a rich brown earth around you. There are some occasional uh, rotted twigs and uh, other types of, uh, of organic bits that are, you know, kind of in the way, but you can, you definitely think that this was maybe tunneled by some kind of a small creature, uh, perhaps a little larger than a rabbit, but, um, yeah, that's about it. And it is not particularly dark in there. It is lit by a lot of kind of gas looking, uh, lights upon further you know, review, you can actually see that there are tubes of fireflies that kind of line this uh, long hallway. And and so is it our understanding that this like almost labyrinthian like area, we can think of something and it'll appear and we go there like this gambling hall that Praxis is talking about or is he just saying that there is a material gambling hall nearby that we could go to? I believe that he's saying that there is a material gambling hall that you can get to. So it's not a, we think of it and it materializes because we're in a dream world. Well, you don't know that. Got it. Well, uh, okay. I I think the, Gambling hall could be a place we can go and maybe we can find people with information there. So that could definitely be a thing, but I'm just loath to separate from you, Praxis, as you have brought us here. And uh, if you feel it is best for you to go find uh, Lucy, then I definitely understand. Well, um, I I I do say that... The elixir that you've just had, it it won't last forever. So it is best that you get out of the tunnel and it is best that I find your friend because surely I would not want her to expand to her giantess size and be crushed. Okay. Yep. Nope. That's, I didn't even think about that. That was actually going to be my next question. That's a good point. We should leave. We should go. I don't want to die down here. Jimmy, as Praxis lets this out, your heart starts to pound as you realize that this already small space could literally crush you. Roll sanity. Oh, no. Is this a Jimmy thing? Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
Oh no. 91. Oh. <laughs> Out of 60. I think I missed it. That's very fair. The blinking of the fireflies kind of pulls your attention away. And it's almost like you are focusing a little bit too hard on them. And you feel as though your vision is going in and out. And you think that might be one of the physical manifestations of the elixir that you drank from the growler, uh, kind of wearing off. And you do believe that you are about to expand and that this small tunnel will become your grave. Ah, uh, hey, so <clears throat> I'm I'm seeing spots and and fireflies, and I I don't know. I I feel I'm maybe I'm thinking big. Uh, I'm growing. I'm I'm gonna be crushed. Where do I need to go to get out of here? I I can't be in here anymore. High or low for favorable results? Hmm. Let's go low. Okay, so you begin like pushing past everyone as though you're going to like choose the correct way as you get to the bottom or as you get to like where all of these little areas kind of just vein off. You pull a coin and you flip it in the air and you pick a direction. And you know that that's it. This is a lucky coin. And you follow what we'll call number 19. And you slip into that tunnel. And everyone sees as Jimmy just like stops, flips a coin very quickly. And that coin actually falls to the ground. And he just takes off uh, down one of the tunnels. And he leaves the coin behind. He does. Well, Regina, I believe he has found the way. It would be best if we all stuck together and not split the part here, as they say. I agree. I will pick up the coin and head uh, as quickly as possible to follow Jimmy. Um, here, I'll uh, I'll put this down and uh, this will be a marker for myself. Even though I don't need it, I know exactly where I'm going. Uh, I'll see you later. Be well, Praxis. And with your friend. And find Lucy for us. Make sure she's of, safe. Of course. Farewell, friends. Farewell, Praxis. Jimmy, slow down, chap. Jimmy, I'm, wait up. We're I'm so not small. A, not a young man like I used to be. Jimmy is running full sprint to the end of this uh, this tunnel there. And um, as you get to the end... You see that there is no door. It just looks like um, kind of a dead end that's sort of where the tunnel stops. Let me know what you do, Jimmy. I am going to rip into this wall and start digging my way upward. I feel like if I, you know, go in a upward direction, I'll get out of this hole and then I'll be back on the surface and I should be okay. Okay, what would you like to roll in order to do that most effectively? That's a good question. Archaeology. Huh. That'd be so funny. <laughs> I could do a fighting brawl because, I mean, I'm ripping it. I am 
I'm moving with a purpose. Sure, go ahead. Oh, that was a good roll. 26 out of 65. So that's a hard success. Great. So um, you exert a lot more force than you really maybe even knew that you were capable of doing. And as you are clawing up and out, uh, you see that your fingernails begin to rip back (sighs) and... Um, you're just like, you have no sense of pain right now as you are pulling dirt away from this dead end. And you do feel yourself as like this light flashes, uh, at the edge of your vision and you lose consciousness knowing that this is kind of happening to you. You get lightheaded, stumble back. And then fall to the ground, knowing that you've just lost consciousness of some of some sort. And this is probably it for you. You've passed out and you're going to die now. As I'm just slowly falling to the ground, can't can't stand up anymore. I just take in a deep breath of this stale tunnel air and just wish that I could have gotten to the surface to get some fresh air. And that's the last thought as I fade to black. Okay. Regina and Thurston, you eventually catch up with Jimmy and you see that he is covered in, you know, just kind of dirt. It's all over his body and his hands appear to be bleeding um, as though he was just like scraping at this huge wooden door in front of him. Oh, so there's a door. You think there is. Good God, man. Why did you wait? What what was the purpose of this? Um, I look at the door. Is there any kind of mechanism, handle, or knob? Yeah, there's um, a small golden knob um, just, you know, on the left side of the door. I go to see if the door is locked. If I could open it. Yeah, the handle turns without any resistance. Good God. He must have lost his mind. Uh, Yes, Regina. What? Oh, um, I just, we should probably help his hands. Um, They look awful. I'm going to, I'm going to try to wrap them up. Peek through the door and see what's over there. Wait, you know how to apply first aid. What? What? Why did you do Uh, that to my eye earlier? Now you're, you're worried fine. about Jimmy's hands, I see how it is. No, like, you you seem fine. Um, also, your eye just disappeared, and I don't know how to deal with that. Like, I've lost a finger before. I can handle stuff like that. That makes sense. Hand wounds, not not so bad. Um, this, your eye, that, poof. That was weird, man. I don't know. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> I can do this, though. I'm just sure. pulling I know your I chain, can. Regina. I apologize. I'm incredibly confident. Look, I'm glad that your eye is okay. Cause that I was not prepared for, but I think I'm I'm better. I'm getting more prepared for everything that's happening. It just seems like I need to just not expect things uh, here in this place, and then things will just happen, and I'll just deal with it. Uh, and I, I, yeah, that's what I'm going to start doing that now. Um, and I take um, 
Jimmy's head and I put the creeper on it so he's kind of like cushioned. And then I, I'm going to try to uh, do a medicine, not a medicine, a first aid on his hands. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use the cursed dice. That is a 50 out of 60. Okay. So success. you are successful and you are able to like, you know, bandage him up quite a bit. But the strange thing is, is that he does have dirt all around his fingers, but you don't see where he was digging along the walls itself. Um, but you do see that there are bloody marks all over the door. Interesting. Wait, I have a question. Susie mm-hmm. has a question. Um, the double it. zero, what does that mean uh, um, on so the dice? The double zero is... Would um, be zero. Never yeah. mind. I rolled a five then. I don't know how to do stuff. Uh, But yeah. No, five is a critical success. That's great. It looks like he was just digging at the door, I guess. I don't. Well, I think he had a. What they would call a psychotic break. I believe the confines of this hallway and being underground can harm one's ability to rationalize. Maybe he's claustrophobic. Exactly. Yes, I yeah, believe that I is what Yeah, I know about happens. that. My dad was super claustrophobic. Interesting. Well, anyways, let me see what's behind this door while you uh, take yeah, care Yeah, we of- should probably get out of here because I don't want to get bigger in here. Like, I really don't. I, I mean, Jimmy could have handled this a little bit better, but I understand the fear, I guess. All right. It's going to be okay, Regina. If you could just take a breath, yeah, we'll fine. find a way out. <laughs> And I'll look uh, through the doorway. Um, I open it up enough to kind of see what's on the other side. You see and hear a lot of people moving about, but it does seem like you are behind uh, what you know to be a thick velvet stage curtain. Are and and like are we just like proportionally small in comparison to the room that we're entering? Because we yes, are still are. okay. Well, I do believe I found this maybe possible gambling hall. There's some kind of stage or curtain. Um, I say we uh, drag Jimmy through and, and and get out into the open before anything unfortunate happens with our size. Yeah, we can do that. Can you help me get him onto this creeper and then we'll just push him out? It, it, the creeper, is that a rolling device? It, mm-hmm. it, you have had yeah, this I on me this entire time. Vehicles. Yeah, it's really inconvenient this? to carry around. Oh, I just carry it Got along it. with my yeah. bag. Um, Maybe it's one of those collapsible ones that could fold in half and makes it slightly more unwe- less unwieldy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's inconvenient, but it's useful. So I carry it around. It. I don't know. You never know when it's... I mean, it's useful now. I'm glad it's like I have a, it. Yeah, it's like a surfboard that you strap to your back or something. Sure. Yeah, I could <laughs> I could make something like that, I guess. That would actually probably be a little bit easier than just having both of my hands full a lot of the time. But that would be best, yes. Yeah, well, I didn't plan on being here that long. So for now, I was just carrying it around. And I definitely thought we'd be home by now. But let's just go out there. Uh, just, get, just grab his legs, I guess. I'll grab his... Shoulders, you don't seem like you're that strong. Um, well, that's try not to drop it's him. It's rude. Well, you're old. 
I mean, I'm sorry, sir. I just, I <sighs> look. I am a young sixty-seven. Okay. Oh wow. I mean, you look great. Yeah. I feel like you're just patronizing me now. No, I mean, like you lost an eye, but then didn't. So I mean, I, like you look. You could look worse. I think we should just focus on Jimmy. We should. We should go. <laughs> yes. We can go. We, we so is is it like it's not a stretcher so it doesn't like move no up, it's literally up, just right? it's not even it's not even like a little like I don't know if you know what I'm talking about but it's they're they're like maybe like usually like four feet long so his whole body wouldn't fit on it got it, it got it just like your like, torso like, yeah. and then you use your legs to like scooch under like a car around yeah yeah, yeah it's okay. like one of those. So yeah, we do the so thing, and then we push we him the through the doorway, mm-hmm. and we are on this stage. Everything's so big here. Great. I uh, slap Jimmy. <laughs> Wake up. Come on. We're, we're not in the small space anymore. Get up. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Wake up. Jimmy. 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 Jimmy, wake up. Do I come too? Yeah, you come too. Okay, I was about to stern and rub him, so it's a good thing he woke up. That would have hurt. (gasps) (laughs) Man, you okay? Oh, God. What happened? Where are we? Uh, we're the door at the end of the hall. We're through that. Oh. So I, yeah. uh, I, I dug out. I made it. No, no, you were unconscious. You oh. had a little bit of an episode, old chap. I oh my believe God. you might have had a psychotic break. You fell asleep and you didn't lose an eyeball. Thank goodness. That would have been gross. Again, uh, sleep is probably a generous definition of what happened. But yes, you did lose your consciousness. I, but not your eyes. Listen, I'm sorry. I it's just confined spaces are just they're just a bit much for me. So you have claustrophobia. Yeah. Much I mean, like, that's what you want to call it. Much like Regina's father, she says, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my dad used to I mean, he got really he always gets claustrophobic, but we've gotten really good at just like avoiding tiny spaces. So you just kind of you know, our shop is really big, so it's not at all a problem. You hear as there is this like, and the the heavy velvet curtain begins being pulled back. And there are lights shining in on the main part of the stage. Now, you're all in the wings, uh, so you're not going to be revealed, but you definitely see that something is about to happen. And behind you, you hear the clattering of feet. Are we still like cat size, like kitten size? Yeah, yeah. You're small. And are we in immediate danger of being maybe trampled by these clattering feet? Don't know. <laughs> if I look around, do I see any activity around us? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you can see as people are running to get in place, there are a lot of uh, costumes and uh, other, you know, if you're basically only seeing legs and then underskirts. Jimmy, get up, man. We're about to be trampled alive. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, where are we? I... I don't know, uh, but we should hide behind something, I think, because everybody's still very big and people-sized, and we are absolutely not big and people-sized. Look at over there, behind the thing. Around you, you see a lot of uh, like areas where there are benches, and there's mm-hmm. a small little desk where it looks like the stage manager might sit, and there's a big open uh, tablet on it as well. You tablet. don't see anyone necessarily. Well, I suggest we get underneath something. Maybe this incredibly large bench or desk and uh, maybe hang tight until we figure out where we are and possibly grow back to our own size. Yeah, let's go with the bench. We, If we get big under there, it's not like it's going to hurt. It's, we might just bonk our heads a little bit. That's fair. That's a good idea, Regina. Let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. I will walk to the bench, but I will not go underneath it. Oh man, I was I was gonna scoot you. You didn't have to get up. You could have you could have stayed. I was kind of having fun scooting you around. Uh, what? Oh, jeez, my hands. Oh yeah, let me. I can I can wrap those up. I can do better at wrapping them. Uh, oh, I thought you did. They I are. They wrapped are wrapped, wrapped up. Are they? Are they wrapped? They're wrapped up. Just They're like wrapped mittens. up like so perfectly. <laughs> like you rolled a five like perfectly. <laughs> she made yeah, little hands... kitten mittens out of yeah. the the wrapping. <gasps> You'll be smitten. Ah, <laughs> you did a number on them. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, I don't know what you're doing, but it looked really gross. You don't recall trying to. Claw your way through the door. I I was digging, but I don't remember a door. Good God, men. Do you dig through wood often? No. Well, that's what you did. You I, literally were trying to dig through a wooden door instead of I, using the handle. I didn't. I didn't see a door at all. I just saw dirt and I, I just needed to get out. Jimmy, I just want to make sure that you're a good man. I, We are in a odd place, and there's dangers everywhere, and I want to make sure that you're in your full faculties. I I, uh, I, I think so. I, I just... How many fingers am I holding up? All of them? That's good. You got it. Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> that was, that was all of them. See, he's fine. He's fine. All right. Okay. Um, well, let's just fear. Fear can do crazy things to you. Are you afraid right now? You're good. You seem well, you seem fine. I mean, now that I have a little bit of breathing room, I'm I'm okay. They do say fear is the mind killer. At 
after after Thurston says this, you all hear as a swell of opening music begins, and then the feet stop moving completely around you. As you poke your heads or, you know, kind of dart your eyes toward the stage, you watch as this flock of chorus dancers just sort of runs out onto the stage and begins this intricate, almost alien type of dance. And Thurston, I would like you to roll a knowledge occult. Or just an occult, sorry. 69. Nice. Um, occult. Uh, that is 69 under 93. Okay, great. Um, so as you're watching this uh, scene play out, you notice some weird similarities between the women that are dancing around and kind of a scene that you've seen before. Some of them are dressed in kind of this beige outfit and their dancing takes them close to the to the bottom, um, kind of like center and front of the stage. And they sit and are kind of moving in this kind of very gentle wave. And then women in these white tulle uh, gowns begin rushing up to them and they throw the tulle of their gowns over the women dressed in beige and then pull it out. And then women and men in blue begin rushing out and creating this kind of dark and menacing scene as though all three of these sections of chorus are representing some type of ocean that you've seen before. And you watch as a very beautiful woman, someone that you feel like you've seen before, walks on stage. And as your eyes focus on her, you see the young woman that was on the beach with you. And behind you, you hear as two feet come to a standstill. A large, costumed creature with wings and tentacles is being pulled from the top of the stage and it just sort of falls into this ocean where the waves begin trying to pull it out. And then the feet that stopped behind you rush forward and you see this sea of black hair in a blue dress as she comes on stage and shoots this black lightning from her hands at this beast. And you watch as this just tidal wave of red rose petals is pulled from the creature 
over and over again. And then she puts one of her hands, casts it out toward the audience. And you can hear as the rest of the audience begins kind of clattering this. And these rose petals begin circulating all over the heads of the audience. And then the woman, the one that you can't quite remember her name because it seems so long ago, throws up her hands and the dancers in white and blue begin creating this large circular uh, kind of portal. It looks very similar to the one that you and Lucy walked through. And then the lights go dark and you hear as all of the dancers are kind of slithering off stage. And then the woman in blue is illuminated by a kind of bluish light. And it's just cast over all of her, all of the stage. And she pushes her hands toward the woman. And this black lightning shoots from her hands toward her. And you watch as these petals come toward her, but she opens her mouth wide to receive them. And then you remember her name, Margarita. She was going to be your assistant. And then this woman in blue pulls all of the rose petals into her mouth. And then the lights go completely dark. The crowd begins cheering, screaming, asking for more. But she doesn't give more. She stands on the stage and waits for everyone to continue applauding her, applauding all of the hard work that she's done to save them. Let me know what you do. This uh, some kind of Halloween special or something? Well, it's, uh, I believe it's a depiction of past events, but it's widely inaccurate. Uh, they had no representation of myself, and I'm the one that bested the beast. But I believe that was a woman from my past life, a Margarita. I don't know. Maybe I have... Past events? You uh, wrote yeah. a play? Well, it more like lived it. If you wrote this, it was very confusing and hard to follow. Um, so, oof. Also, Margarita, like the drink? It, no, uh, the person. Um, it too can be a name. But uh, I, I don't think this is neither the time or place for us to have this conversation. I believe we need to get our bearings and maybe if we... Uh, Seek out this actress. She might have information. How they came to know about the, my past events and 
I'm curious if she is the same person. Uh, I don't know anymore. Nothing is what it seems like it is here. Do we see her leave the stage or is she still on stage? Um, are you talking about the person that played Margarita or the person in blue? It, the person in blue, do I have an idea who that person is? Like, do I think that's Lucy or do I think that's the mother character or, or no, it could or be, it could be maybe Nika's character? Um, it doesn't look like anyone that you know. Got it. Got it. Um, I mean, I guess either of them. Are they both still on stage? So the woman in blue is standing in the center of the stage and you notice her feet are hovering just a few inches above the stage floor. Her arms are stretched out and you can't quite see what is happening at the very, very front of the stage. I... I cautiously move towards like the side curtains so I can see what's happening in the audience. Like, is, is that something I can currently see or do I need to put place myself into that position? Um, you would have to place yourself into that position. I will do so. Okay. Uh, who has the lowest luck in the party right now? Uh, it's probably Regina. <laughs> I have 62, yeah. I believe. That'd be this guy. I'm at 68. I want to say I'm at 30. That, that sounds, sounds great. That Did sounds I spend 50 right. last time? Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have you guys do a group luck roll, but that means that the person with the lowest luck rolls for all of you. <laughs> so Regina, would you please roll luck for us? Yeah, I've never rolled luck. Sure. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to roll your yep. D100, and okay. it's going to be versus your current luck score. Got it. So you want to come okay. in under. No. Ah, okay. 53. <gasps> okay. As you crawl out toward the... Uh, toward the edge of the curtain and just sort of peek out at the audience um, and at the person or the object at the, at the front of the stage, uh, you start feeling this weird pulling sensation on your legs and your arms. And before you really have a chance to react to it, you grow to your normal man God size. <laughs> Of course, fate has to be pulling my leg at this very exact moment. Do I feel like I've revealed myself or am I still kind of hidden behind this curtain? Real stealth. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I, I actually have some stealth, so it's not a complete loss. Oh, oh my God. I wish you could see this. It is a literal zero, zero, one. <gasps> so one under 50. Okay. That is an extreme success. Uh, an extreme success means that you are able to fold yourself into one of the dark shadows of the folded curtain. And you do see the audience as they're looking at the character of Margarita. And 
the woman in blue opens her mouth and begins pushing these rose petals out at her, but they're not red. These are black rose petals. And you feel as your eye begins to twitch and some of the petals are kind of like flittering, like they want to go in that same direction as well. And one slips out of your eye and you see with your seeing eye, your normal eye, that a drop of blood is actually making its way toward this actress. So I understand the woman in blue is pushing flower petals out of her mouth towards Margarita. That's correct. Black flower petals. Do I see any, like, is Margarita responding to this act? Is she oblivious or is she like frightened? It looks like she's playing dead. What about the crowd? Is the crowd reacting in some way with this black rose petal cloud coming out of this woman? So um, the crowd isn't like making a lot of noise or movement. They are, they seem to be watching the the performance. Do I feel like this is performative? Like, do I feel like this is a part of the show? Definitely. Oh. Like, I feel like something bad is happening here and I want to intervene, but I also just don't know. And if I do, I will be placing myself in a situation where I am being revealed, possibly. So Um, the only reason that you are noticing many of these details is because of your occult role. So you notice the different colors and the flower petals, and you notice that your red rose petal that slipped out of your eye then becomes a small droplet of blood. If anyone else were looking at this and they were to see it, it would look like a red rose petal was floating out. I feel like something bad is happening here, and I want to prevent it. I would like to use my occult to prevent this person from pushing these black flower petals towards Margarita. Would I be able to do this in a fashion where I might not reveal myself from this incredibly high stealth roll? You can try anything. All right. You can I'm, roll with advantage due okay. to your... Your critical success. Technically, I think whenever I do like a a spell, I get to roll that bonus die, which is, I think, advantage, right? Um, I am going to make Margarita disappear. And I'm going to bamf her onto the bench where we were at behind the curtain. Uh, to a 27. Okay. That's a success. And then I will immediately kind of like grab Margarita and look at Jimmy and Regina. Have they also returned to full size? They have not. I'm not sure what's going on here, but there is 
quite the occult happening. I say we make haste. Uh, please follow me if you value your lives. And I will grab Margarita. Now, is she unconscious or is she just like playing dead? Um, the actress looks up at you. Is this part of the show? Quite, yes, young maiden, uh, but it is important that we actually get you into your next outfit. So if you'd like to come with me to wardrobe, we will exit stage left and we will go and get you prepared for the final scene. Real fast talk. Okay. Uh, 45 over 30. That's 15 points. I will spend 15 points. That'll reduce me from 62 to 47. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that we had been given a new scene, of course. Um, I'll follow you straight away. Excellent. Right this way, Margarita. And we will exit and I try to open a door and, and find some way out of here. Okay. Um, roll spot hidden for me. <laughs> uh, the universe. Uh, 93 over 25 has punished me for my good rolls. I cannot, uh, I do not have the luck to reverse that roll. As you are trying to look for a door, you, cause all of this happens very, very quickly. Um, you hear as the audience does this <gasps> and the stage goes dark. You cannot see a way out. And then you hear as the curtains rush close. A set of footsteps comes walking off of the stage. Let me know what you do. Jimmy and Regina, you begin to feel this lurching, this pulling, tugging as you are returned to your normal height. Regina, the the device that you have, the bullet lantern. What did what? you call it? Actually, the flashlights probably existed in my time. Yeah, my yes, the flashlight, of course. Use your flashlight, woman. I don't I gave it to Lucy. God damn it, Jimmy, if you have some type of flame device, like a lighter, because lighters existed in my time frame also. Uh yeah. Hang on. A green flame appears in Jimmy's hand, and in this green flame, Jimmy, you see this dark face, severe-looking eyes, hair pulled up into kind of a, almost a overly ornate and fancy updo with small black butterflies and flowers in them. Hello. Uh, hey. Who are you? Oh. 
Uh, I'm Jimmy. Nice to meet you. Jimmy, are you the one who ruined the performance? Uh, no. No. Uh, so, <clears throat> that, that wasn't me. Do you know who it was? I think they're nearby, yeah. Did you see them? I kind of look around in the dark. Not exactly. Hmm. Why don't you come with me? We'll see if we can find them together. Uh, sure. She walks in front of you and down a very small set of stairs, probably only four or five actual uh, treads there. And she opens the door at the bottom of the stairs. And you see that there is a small area of card tables, roulette, um, you know, all of the games that you're very familiar with. And as the door opens, that provides just enough light for Thurston, Regina, and the actress Margarita to have a bit of light. Has the woman gone through the door? She has. Jimmy. Close. Jimmy, stop it. Get Close the door. Here. Close the door. What? Get back here. Uh, oh, J okay. Don't just follow random women. What are you doing? It looked nice out there. Yeah, I'm sure. Fine, I close the door and longingly look out it one last time. The door opens immediately <laughs> as the woman turns around and I said to follow me. Yeah, sorry. The I'm sorry. The light. My eyes had adjusted. I just needed a, a second. I see. What happened to your hands? Funny story, actually. Um, I was digging and. Uh, Lost some fingernails. Where were you digging? Uh, nearby. Um, Real fast talk. Oh, yeah. 11 out of 50. I will use one point to make that a su extreme success. Okay, go for it. Um... There's actually some service tunnels around here that aren't quite finished and uh, some roots had kind of blocked some things in. And so I had to kind of dig them out of the way. Unfortunately, it was a lot harder than I anticipated. I see. So you have been uh, assigned to a tunneling crew then hmm? by the mother. Something like that, yeah. Wonderful. Because I have a very important task for you. You see, the White Guard has come to my casino. And they are looking for four outsiders. I'd like for you to go into the tunnels and find them. Bring them back to me. Okay. Um, do you happen to have any better light than just 
my lighter here. Of course. Follow me to my office. As she makes her way, weaving through all of the different um, tables and the crowd, you can actually see that the crowd that was watching the performance is kind of getting up at this point. And um, I'd like you to roll a um, roll a listen for me. Okay. Oh, that's dumb. 56 out of 55. I'll use one point to make that work as well. <laughs> okay. Um, so as you are listening to the kind of snippets of conversations that are happening as you are following this woman in what you now see in, in the full light as this uh, kind of black and blue, uh, very form-fitting gown at the top that kind of just cascades into a lot of uh, intricate um, embroidery and a very fine amount of silk work. You hear conversations like, I, I don't remember that the girl had disappeared though. That's quite strange. Uh, typically the telling of the mother slaying of the great beast. Mm, no, this is not correct. <laughs> and then another person will say, we are very blessed by the mother to have taken the deep sleep of the great old one to restore us and replenish us. Yes. <clears throat> if only there were others that could be drawn into this paradise. As you make your way up the stairs, you hear one last snippet of conversation. I smell rose petals. Someone is bleeding. Someone is dreaming. Someone is full of life here. And I saw the white guard. They are looking for four. One of the dreamers must be here. Do you smell it? <laughs> and then you hear as others begin to sniff. And you look down at your hands, the white bandages, which are now kind of soaking through in small little bits of red blood. A door opens and you see as the woman that you're following leads you into a small little office space. Follow faster. Uh, yeah, yeah. As she walks down the hall, you see as several office clerks and uh, other people look down as she, like they just cast her eyes away complete or cast their eyes away completely. And then they look at you. Following behind her and their eyes fill with terror. I close my fingers up into a fist to not have okay. my fingertips exposed at all. Just in case. Okay. As you do so, um, the woman arrives at her office and I'd like you to, as she opens the door, you know what? Never mind. She opens the door and walks to this large desk, but it's 
completely made out of a kind of a single slab of marble. And it's being held up by four gargoyles. And out of their mouth runs black flower petals. She pulls out a flashlight. Here you go. This is my special flashlight. It will keep you safe. Ah, well, that's show you the way. even better. Thank you. Are you going to take it from me? Yes, I will reach over and grab the flashlight very slowly. Um, why don't you roll me a sleight of hand? Okay. To see if you can quickly take it from her without having to expose your fingers. Oh, gotcha. Shoot. Ooh. 82 out of 55 like... is not a good number. Dump. Luck dump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what do I got to do? Uh, was that 17 points? Yeah, I will make that a successful sleight of hand. I mean, you can also just push the roll if you'd like to not use the luck. Uh, you know, I feel that although I have the benefit of being over 50, that's still just not in my favor. I have luck. OK. You utilize your luck to pull the uh, the flashlight out of her hands very quickly and almost kind of like doing a little trick with it. A- as though to like kind of like a sleight of hand where you're able to like pull her attention to the flashlight and not anything that's around the flashlight. And then you stick it in your back pocket. Okay. Find the four. They are bleeders and dreamers. And you bring them to me. Do not bring them to anyone else. Do you understand? Yes. However, I have one question. No questions. See yourself out. Yes, ma'am. She sits behind the white desk and draws out a sheet of parchment and a long black writing quill. And she begins uh, scribing something. As you walk out of the door... And you close it behind you. Several faces turn and then it's almost as though they were ready to avert their eyes. But then they see you and they have this look of confusion. He lives. He lives. And you turn around and you see that the nameplate on the door has two words. But no name. And you wonder to yourself, who is the boss? And that's where we're going to call it. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I got you killed. And I was feeling so bad for like the last five minutes because I'm like, (laughs) I just got Mike into some shit. And he is going to have to roll a new fucking character because I fucked around and he was about to find out. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. I was on pins and needles for a hot second there. Like, uh, That was fun. 
Um, if you guys want to switch on over to um, to Twitch, you can actually see a uh, rendering of the boss. Uh, so she is oh, up right wow. now. I like. Um, that's awesome. So she looks pretty severe to me. Uh, all right. So that was really fun, you guys. I had a great time playing with you. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Steph Steph chose a terrible, terrible time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say. <laughs> She's pooping. I'm just going to say. She's pooping. She's pooping. Sometimes you uh, don't poop. Goodness gracious. Thank you all so much for coming out and uh, watching the stream. Uh, we so love watching you guys chat. Everything in the comments. It was, it's all just very nice. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, if you want to stay on top of what is happening with the show, uh, specifically when I send out the TikToks that I said I was going to on our CAF Twitter, you can follow us at CAF Podcast on Twitter.com. You can follow me at I Think I'm Fred. You can follow me in all my stuff. Stomach rumbling at One Gaming Lane. And you can follow me at Susie underscore Checky. And you can follow Steph at Starlit Firefly. And I am at Typical Veronica. We'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. This episode was edited by Steph Kingston. You can find her on Twitter at Steph O'Kingston. This episode was produced by me, Veronica. The intro was composed by Rob Anderson. You can find him on Twitter at Hey, It's Birdie. The voiceover in the introduction was provided by Rick Lee. You can find him on Twitter at Rick underscore Lee, R-I-C underscore L-E-A.